my dude. What up? <laughs> Cole, that's what she was, actually. I know we did announce earlier. <laughs> we got Cole from Counted Among Saints. In the house. An hour at the house, my dude. Hell it's yeah. gorgeous. What a nice weekend it's been, Hank. Yeah, holy shit, dude. <laughs> I'm sweating already. If, yeah, uh, if if I got pit stains by the end of this video, don't fucking at me, bro. <laughs> We're warning you. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, heads up, I have a bit of a cursing problem, so apologies if you get demonetized. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, YouTube's going to be calling me like, yo, you can't be doing that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, shit. Tracking. Okay, we're good. It's fucking last minute things. I'm like, oh, I should have that ready. No. Yep. Today, apparently not. I added this. Ooh, That's got nice the salt eh? lamp. Yeah, I don't know. Getting some sexy oh, yeah. vibes there in there. Yeah. There you go. Hell yeah. Okay, final there adjustment. Go. There we go. So, my dude, um, like I said, it's been a nice weekend. You got to obviously go see a great band. A great yep. band. Hashtag uh, Dayseeker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole show in general, was it good? Yeah, the show was insane, dude. Yeah. Uh, so I I kind of showed up a little late. I missed uh, in one step closer in this. No, I can't remember what the first oh, okay. band was, but hmm. uh, showed up halfway through. See a Space Cowboys set. They're insane. If you like, I set my friends on fire or the used or like any of that like two thousand five, two thousand ten emo shit. Hands down, slaps. Yeah. Uh, Dayseeker was the co-headliner and they their latest album dark sun was actually my album of the year for 2022 oh shit dude i, I don't know what it is that like synth wave fucking metalcore shit oh just hits me dude yeah. i fucking love it so they, they were the reason i went to the show uh couldn't miss that and then silverstein headlined we've played with them a few times and have seen them countless times but probably one of the tightest bands i've ever seen in my life nice and like shane is such an insane vocalist dude <laughs> so good so not to good. mention his uh his podcast is insane i i dig that shit the lead singer syndrome okay cool yeah. i didn't know he had a podcast yeah it's it's really good dude you should check it out he, yeah he's he interviews like all of the the big metalcore and hardcore guys and shit it's that's sick. cool yeah. nice he's actually been on like a couple dubstep songs really yeah yeah, I can't remember the specific song. I remember Jamie was showing me one time, but like I heard this voice kicking and I was like, that sounds like somebody from like Silverstein. And I was like, that's totally Shane. It was, it was like featured Shane. What's his last name? Shane Told. Told. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my God. That's huh. crazy. Yeah, if, if I find it, I'll song. send it to you. I, I guess like any like 2000s emo shit's probably like even heavily sampled and, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, I don't know if they maybe got him as like a like an actual guest on there or if it was like tre oh it was probably a feature yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah he was, does all kinds of features and yeah shit, that's so. cool man like yeah. i've seen them way back with the red threat do you remember that band no it was like 20 i want to say 2012 2013 i've seen them at the starlight room and like it was like a that was like a opening local local opening band they were kind of doing some big things at the time but right the, the red threat opened up there was a couple other bands before and then silverstein went on stage and it was Damn, these yeah, these dude. emo boys know how to throw down. <laughs> I think the first time I saw them was when we played with them at uh, Beaverfest in 2014. Oh, dude, yeah, that must have been cool. That was ins we we didn't like we weren't like right at, right before them or anything yeah. like that. But there was all kinds of sick of bands on there. There was like uh, who what was it? Uh, Protest the Hero was there. Uh, I want to say Cancer Bats were there, but I could be wrong. Oh shit! Comeback Kid. Really? Yeah. Comeback nice. Kid, dude, those are the nicest dudes. I, th I thought they were a local band because they were just, like, so easygoing and chill. They weren't, okay. like, down-to-earth, not, like, divas or nothing like that. That's cool, Which dude. is surprising because they're, like... You got to talk to them then? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, like, sick. I, I don't remember any of their names or anything. Oh, okay, but, yeah, yeah, fair. But, yeah, yeah, they, like, I... I they could have been a local band. They were so nice, dude. That's cool. Yeah. That's always so nice. Yeah. Meet someone who's not full of themselves. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> and it helps that they're from just over in... Uh, I think they're from Winnipeg. Winnipeg, yeah. yeah, yeah. That used to be before Counterparts. Comeback Kid in high school was my favorite band. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. And then when they were here last with Misery Signals, like every time you throw mm. like two great bands on a bill like that, yeah. like it's gonna be a good show. Yeah. <laughs> my very first concert in 2008 was Comeback Kid and Misery Signals at the Starlight Room. With, oh like, no shit! With like Bane. Uh, it was Ooh. like a Shy Halud was there. It Bane was a, would be sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a fucking sick show. I'm like 13 at the time. Just like my dad took me. I'm like, 
so stoked like my first concert oh my god <laughs> for, for those who didn't know uh the guy who produced choose wisely counted among saints latest album also produced most of bane's records so. oh there you go really yeah yeah oh. J-, J moss of defeater yeah yeah he worked with bane yeah yeah he's done i think he did most of bane's lps like throughout uh the 2000s oh and shit god. i was gonna say that would have been a while ago yeah oh yeah he's he's all over that boston hardcore shit is he in defeater uh was. not anymore he no, was okay, yeah, yeah. yeah okay interesting yeah. okay well actually while you're on that note let's uh let's talk a little bit about counting among saints and yeah. you know choose wisely so choose wisely has been on spotify for two since years march 2021 yeah, yeah, yeah so okay. just over two years i know you've had it you guys have been sitting on it for a while and then just to like finally get it out must feel so yeah dude weight <sighs> off the shoulders for yeah. sure yeah that was a <laughs> that was a long time running so we Recorded that back in 2017 with Jay Moss of Defeater. Uh, we drove out to Boston, all like packed all five of us. I no, it was four of us, but packed all four of us into like a Ford Econoline van and just headed for the border and nice. <laughs> sent it across all I think 11 northern states, starting from North Dakota. Um, so it was a long drive. I think we took like five days to get there um stopped in all like the cool major cities saw some cool shit we like got deep dish in chicago <laughs> went to the rock and roll hall of fame in cleveland dude uh, yeah we did some camping like right on the ocean in salem massachusetts when we got to massachusetts dude that was insane that's I'm cool pretty sure we met a witch uh, oh so uh, like just just a, <laughs> just a little backstory on that so we're yeah. like we're walking along the beach and shit and we see this like I don't know, like 50, 60 year old blonde woman just like walking along the beach and she like kneels down, starts drinking fucking salt water out of the ocean. And she's like talking about how she likes to stare at the sun for an hour until like she can't see anything anymore. Really? <laughs> and then she invited us back to her like big house in the middle of the woods and talking about how there's 50 acres of forest surrounding it on all sides and invited us to stay the night. You obviously went over there and checked it out, right? Absolutely not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, it was. I like, thought that was going elsewhere. <laughs> it, it was. It was the fucking weirdest thing. She had like. She had like a one of those old like fifties bicycles in the back with a basket on the front. A bunch oh. of like hula hoops and like disco balls and weird shit. I, it was red flags left, <laughs> right, and center, dude. I we wanted nothing to do. With that. All this sounds green flags to me. I don't know. Why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe she just maybe she just wanted to hang out with us. You know? We were just tripping. We also met this really nice uh, old Australian couple. They were just like, I think they, they moved from Australia, bought a trailer, and have just been driving around the States for years. Uh, Shit. Yeah, I don't know. They were, they were really nice. Anyway, so getting off track here. but <laughs> So after we were done in Salem, we went out to, it wasn't actually Boston. It was a, like a little town outside of Boston called uh, Haverhill. Okay. Um, hmm. And Jay and his family live out there, and they run the studio out of his basement. And it's a really nice setup, and it, it's, it really sounds great. Nice. Um. We stayed in a in a hotel in in Haverhill for I think two weeks while we were there. Um, yeah, so that was interesting. Um, Jay's insane, like just so good at everything he does. He helped with like uh, writing a bunch of the the lead parts on the album and stuff, just to like help fill out some of the spaces. Right, and, right. Because he's he's like truly a producer through and through. Yeah. He's not just like an engineer. Yeah, I was gonna say, did he help with the actual production part of the album? Yeah, definitely. Yeah? So okay. like, well, we did all the writing and stuff. We had like a, every everything written before we went out there. We sent him demos and shit, so he knew right. what he's getting into. But uh, but yeah, he helped with a lot of like making sure everything fit together nicely mm. and filling out parts that felt a little empty. And okay. we we were just kids then, right? right <laughs> of course. Twenty seventeen, I think I was probably i think i was 21 because brett wasn't old enough to drink in the bars in boston we got kicked out of a couple of them because really? <laughs> okay. he, he was only 20 yeah, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. He, he's the baby of the band i yeah. think he's I, yeah he's only like a year younger than us but he's always been the baby of the band that's so funny um huh. and when we were out there so cameron was the bass player of the band at the time uh john was not in the band at the time he he left for a couple years uh, he was playing guitar, and then he left, and now he plays bass for us. Yeah, always yeah. throws me off because I'm like, I swear he was a guitar player. Yeah, yeah. Like, he he, he used out. to be like one of the the main writers and like the lead guitarist, but then he like took some time off to you know deal with his own shit, and then oh, okay, came yeah. back to the band eventually. And nice. And he's been putting in work, dude. He's like, um, we're super glad that we got him back. We all just click, right? So, nice. Um, yeah. So 
we spent all that time in Boston and then we kind of just sat on the album for like four years, I think it was. So we recorded in May 2017. We released in March 2021. Right. And uh, I think that was mostly just because we didn't really know how to release an album. And there wasn't, like, this was in the period where uh, there wasn't much of a scene here in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have a lot of people to kind of help us navigate that minefield. Right. Um, and we we just, like, were stuck in this mentality. Like, if we're going to release this album, it's going to be released right. I don't want to, like, half-ass this. Because it costed us a lot of money. Right. And no like, doubt. It, like, obviously, years of writing and work. And we put a lot into it. And we wanted to do it right. But then it got to a point where... Like, we've been sitting on this piece of art for four years, yeah. and, like, we probably sound nothing like we did when we recorded it, so yeah, we just got, we just had to release it, right? So mm-hmm. we just said, fuck it, and just dropped it. If people like it, they'll like it. If they don't, they don't. Yeah. We, we, got, a pre- we got a pretty good response. I think we broke 10,000 streams in, like, a week. Nice. Something like that. Hell so yeah. So that was tight. That's um, sick, man. Got a lot of good support, uh, a lot of, like, feedback that, that we've taken to start writing our new shit. And, nice. um, yeah, so that's, that's good, dude. I th- it's been out for two years now, I think. Yeah. Just over two years and we're, we're still very proud of it, but it's, it's, it's an old piece of, it's an old piece of work. So we yeah, gotta- <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Well, like every time I see you guys play and I hear those songs, like, I'm like, Oh yeah, I, I know this one. And then when you play a new one, I'm like, okay, this is cool. You're playing something new, but I don't know this one. Yeah. So I gotta try and like get into it. But those yeah. songs, man, they're are tight. Like, and it obviously to it follows something, right? You're telling a story throughout that album because the track names kind of like, yeah. So, so uh, for those who haven't noticed, the 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 track names on the album it's ten songs, uh, and they're they're named for the first verse of the first song. So ev- every the the first verse is like uh, it's kind of ironic what my third grade teacher said. You're taking the easy way out; it'll get easier in the end. Uh, so like, we just wanted to make it like a concept album, and the it's. So the whole point of it is to there there's all this like motivational fucking hardcore shit like oh it's going to get better and blah 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 and right. it, it, especially for me when we were like writing this album and I'm sure for the other boys in the band I don't want to speak for them but uh like hearing that kind of shit is it's great like it's it's cool it gives me like a fuzzy feeling when I hear it but it doesn't fucking help me you know what I mean Right it's just like oh yeah it's going to get better but like it sucks now yeah so like what the fuck yeah and uh so we kind of wanted to go a different direction and instead of like preaching like positivity and all this shit we just decided like the people who were like really down and stuck in this hole that they dug for themselves they don't want somebody at the top saying oh yeah it's 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 gonna be great once you get up here it's gonna be sick yeah they want someone to climb down that ladder get in that fucking hole with them right so they're not alone mm-hmm. so that's that's kind of the vibe that we went with the album we wanted to like and maybe it's 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 very hard to listen to especially for like the people who wrote it obviously right um but it's really about getting in the mind and like down in the hole with them mm-hmm. and like kind of just feeling like shit together yeah <laughs> you know like, and you're and, not alone <laughs> yeah and like the the only way out is through right so you got to you got to feel like shit to feel better. Right. Um, hmm. So yeah, that's why it's there. There is like a, there's one song near the end of the album. That's kind of like it, it might get better, you know, but then we, we kind of do a 180 with the last song and we're like, but it might not. Yeah. <laughs> totally. So totally. Uh, that, that, that second last song on the album, dude, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I can't remember any of the fucking names <laughs> to any of the songs. Cause we, we had like working titles that we called them all the time. And we just like last minute changed all the names of the songs. I couldn't oh, tell okay. you the fucking name of the song. I think it's uh, and my life won't be such a joke. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's the one song on the album that I wrote. Um, nice. And it's the one that's kind of like, yeah, it, it sucks, but it might get better. Yeah. But, uh, interesting. Yeah. So like it, we, we, we wanted to, help people understand what it's like to be that and uh that it's like okay to not like know that it's going to be okay totally no it's interesting because you're all like a lot of albums are always like oh it's going to be okay at the end you know like and it's such such a typical thing but yours is kind of more like it might not be okay but that's okay that it's not gonna be okay because you're not alone you know and that's interesting i like that it's nice to hear from you because like when you listen to the album 
you kind of get that sense of like there's this couple songs that are kind of like i want to say like urgency because it's it's quick you guys play a lot of fast stuff yeah, at yeah. parts for sure and it, i love it i'm like oh yeah this is fucking this is right <laughs> down my alley but yeah the message behind it very important and uh it's nice to hear it actually from you you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know there's just something about like finding solace in the sorrow you know what i mean totally and, like a- anybody who like really knows me knows that like I love that sad boy shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're going to make me cry? That's that That's that shit I like, dude. Yeah. My favorite movie is Simon Burst. That shit's sad <laughs> as fuck. You heard yeah. it here. Yeah. Sad boy shit. I love that shit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, like, I don't know. They, and, and one of my favorite bands, uh, like, no... N- Sorry to plug another band here, Invent Anime. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they they kind of have the same vibe, and they were like a big inspiration for me, uh, for for my writing, um, because they're they're kind of like the same vibe, like finding solace in the sorrow. I I I just like I love that the totally. the alliteration just totally. Uh, <laughs> huh. Our new guitar player loves that band. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Nathan loves that band. <laughs> yeah, they're they're like one of my top three. I'd probably say. Nice. Yeah. It's, uh, it's Invent Animate, Silent Planet, and probably Dayseeker. Okay. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. So that, that explains everything then. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Dayseeker's got a couple bangers, but I don't know that much from them. Like, I know, like, a song or two, and then that's it. So, yeah. Yeah. Know. Well, like, their, their new shit is really different from anything else they've done in the past. Like, they did a lot of, uh, they had a lot of, like, synth pop and, uh, just like like slow vibey shit on their new album nice. whereas like before that it was like it was more metalcore right yeah um and that's actually why they got album of the year for me just uh just something different you know nice yeah. yeah did they play a little bit of a blend yeah yeah they did uh some of their old stuff some of the new stuff nice yeah that's cool man yeah man they have this one song called uh crying while you're dancing and like that's their whole vibe i fucking <laughs> oh shit <Okay>. <laughs> love, <laughs> like you just want you just want a vibe to it but you're also like man this fucking this hits me you know are you crying while you're dancing <laughs> i didn't i didn't i, sh- I probably should have i i got close a couple times there was one song i was hoping they were gonna play that would have for sure made me cry but they didn't play it. oh shit. that's all right maybe, maybe next time maybe yeah next yeah, time. yeah for sure yeah. i'm sure they'll be back yeah it looked like a packed room yeah i think it would, I, I the dude in silverstein said it was sold out so. oh okay yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah makes sense yeah. I love that band here. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> well, and like they're one of the few bands that actually comes here on a regular basis, yeah. right? Because they're Canadian. Yeah. Um, and like you mentioned earlier, like uh, I, I think we might have been off the air or something. How like Counterparts did that tour from Vancouver and yes. then south and then went around to Toronto. Yes. And I thought like they're Canadian too, so maybe yeah, they would come, come by. But dude, <laughs> don't even get me started yeah. on that. <laughs> we can only dream, right? <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I get it for specific reasons. Like, I'm always told the same thing. Like, well, you got to take into consider gas. Because, like, in Canada, when you're, like, going across from even Vancouver to Edmonton, 14 hours with stops, right? And getting fuel and, you know, whatever else in between. But, yeah. And then, you know, when you're going from, like, Portland to, like, even somewhere like Seattle, like, the there's not much of it. There's, like, maybe four or three hours, like, three to four hours in between for drive time. Like, when it's going to state to state it's not that bad but in canada it's such long like stretches and like yeah and i think we have like some i I remember like 10 years ago or something a new like immigration law or like a, a like a visa issue or something where it like really prevented bands from coming to canada i see yeah um and that's why we don't like we never got the last few years of warp tour in edmonton because it was just too expensive yeah right so I, I can't remember exactly what the law was, but it had something to do with visas and like it, it got way more difficult to get a visa. It turned from like a three day process to a three month process. Jesus, eh? Yeah. Oh. Like trying oh. to do that for one band is insane, let alone a whole warp tour of bands. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So couldn't even imagine. I know like uh, like Carnifix, when they come to Edmonton, they can't come with their one guitar player because he has like a like a weed charge from like way yeah. back in like. I want to say like almost like 2008, 2009, and like that still that shit still like resonates. Like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. I don't know. We're here. I feel like Canada's laws are like really tight because even though we have like the openness to like you know pot and weed paraphernalia and all that, there's still like this weird like oh if you have a charge though of like anything drug related, good luck getting across the border. Yeah, you know. So I don't know. Well, if it's... Canada has a really strict border too. Like, uh, yes. 
Like when we went to Boston, we going into the States, I guess, no, going into the States was a, was a problem. Yeah. <laughs> we got like pulled over and searched and shit. I think like four sketchy looking band dudes in yeah, a yeah, fucking yeah. big white van. Like <laughs> the, I, I understand. Well, did they ask you what you were doing in the States? Yeah. And then yeah. You told them. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. they were still like, okay, we're going to have to check everything. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's just something about like, you know, a bunch of teenagers in yeah. a fucking van going <laughs> crossing like one of the least busy border crossings. Yeah. And, like, I think. I think we crossed in the middle of the night too. Oh, okay. No, I, no, I think we crossed during the day. But like, the huh. funny part is they like brought a dog out and everything, but like they didn't tear apart any of the van except for my backpack. <laughs> and I realize wow. now that it's probably because like I used to keep a ton of weed in my backpack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I took it out b- before the border crossing. Obviously, like I didn't take weed into the states yeah. or nothing like that. I'm not that stupid. But, yeah. <laughs> but I think like the dog probably hit on the bag, and so yeah. that's why they ripped it open. <laughs> oh wow. But yeah. <laughs> No, now that I think about it, like, when we did Boston, going into the States was brutal, and coming back into Canada was easy, but uh, I, I know a few buddies who have, like, gone into the States, just waved through, coming oh, yeah. back into Canada, they, like, interview you, like, do all this crazy shit. Jesus. So, yeah. I think the Canadian border is pretty strict. Yeah. Uh, especially, like, out west here, just because all the, the drugs and shit oh, that God, come could, through here. Of course, yeah. <laughs> did you guys leave the same way you came in did you go through a different border i think we yeah i think we did the same way okay yeah because i was gonna say maybe that's why you went through yeah well we we were considering coming back uh through like uh buffalo yeah like niagara falls and shit we yeah. actually we did go to niagara falls on the way back just nice. like we did the maid of the mist and shit like okay, that yeah. uh, sick but uh then we just said like driving around the great lakes was gonna be a pain in the ass and so we just went south again right i think we stopped in chicago for for another pizza okay <laughs> <Sick>. <laughs> yeah Got but to. like the way there we took like five days to drive out to see all the cool shit the way back we just drove straight oh, wow. it's a long drive dude like we drove all day all night only stopping for like bathroom breaks and shit and it was 50 hours oh my god yeah yeah That's and I, I drove probably 24 of that so okay that was yeah. like oh. <laughs> dude driving for 12 hours straight yeah jesus it's brutal and especially like <laughs> Like through the northern states where there's not really a lot to look at. <laughs> right, right. Do you guys still have that van? Yes, actually. So Brett, like uh, a couple years ago, like he blew the transmission or something oh, on it, okay. but he just got it back like a week ago. Okay. Yeah, he like just got it repaired and everything. He calls it the queef machine. <laughs> <laughs> is there a reason for it? Um, I'm sure there probably is, but <laughs> uh, it's just it's just good shit. <laughs> that's yeah, that's hilarious, dude. <laughs> That's awesome. Every time I see it, I'm like, you guys are so ready to go on tour. Like, yeah. Any time. Like. Well, and in retrospect, we probably should have got a trailer. That, oh, Because we yeah. were, like, sleeping in the van and fucking, like, Caden, yeah. Caden was sleeping in, like, the well between the seat and the door. Okay. Because, like, one of us had the bench, one of us slept, or was, like, awake watching the driver to make sure he didn't fall asleep right. and stuff. And then one person sleeping down in the well. Yeah. Because the whole back of the van's full of our shit. Right? Yeah. Um, did you bring your whole kit or did you only have to bring a couple well, like, things? Brett brought his kit. Uh, I think we brought like the guitars and shit. I don't know if we brought amps. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, hmm. I don't think so. I, I, I know we used one of Jay's amps for at least some of the album and I could be wrong on this, but I think it was an amp that used to belong to Aerosmith. Okay. So that was really cool. Hmm. Um, we also, he had, uh, Anybody who knows Jay's probably seen his uh, like Telecaster that he plays. It's got like Evertune and shit on. It's super sick. Yeah. We, we played some of the album on that too. Nice. But uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of it, that. That's why the album sounds really Defeater because it had a lot of Defeater like esque parts in it. Yeah. Caden was really into Defeater when he was writing some of, of that some of that stuff and uh, like pre prior to going. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, and like. A lot of the songs on the album are even older than 2017. Like, uh, I think it's the fifth song on the album. Uh, it's like the really metalcore sounding one. Yeah. With like the at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That one we wrote probably, I want to say like 2013. Really? That's, that's a really old song. Wow. And like, sorry, but we're never playing that shit live. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate that song oh so much. Oh my God, I love that song, dude. <laughs> no like it's it's just fucking boring to play i don't know interesting okay but yeah i don't know like it's just it that's the like really 
really old song on the album. Yeah. But uh, then, like, the last song on the album we wrote probably two weeks before we drove out. Really? So, like, it, that... It's it spans a long period of time That's for sure. Interesting, yeah. But they all flow well together. So even for that old song, and then bringing on the new stuff, like at least yeah, with the de- defeater fo- vibes going on, like at least it flows really well. Like, yeah, yeah. And now. like we we made a we we put a lot of effort into making sure that they kind of blended into one one another because it's not supposed to be like a book with chapters or anything like that. It's more supposed to be like one continuous story that right. like eventually builds to a climax and then has like. A kind of a revel- revel- resolution at the end but like we also wanted to kind of leave it not resolved right um it's almost like open-ended you can yeah. take it how how you want exactly yeah. yeah yeah so like definitely a lot of um a lot of effort put into like the transition between songs just to kind of f- make it feel more like one cohesive piece right um and that was uh, i'd just like to point out that was a lot of most of that was caden's vision uh that album was really his baby right and he killed that shit so he didn't he didn't write everything on the album he i think uh john wrote a couple songs before he left the band um i can't remember exactly which ones interesting actually yeah dude they're they're back to back it's the third and fourth song on the album both of those were written by john cool um and that was when he was playing like he he used to shred on the fucking guitar oh yeah yeah he hasn't picked up he hasn't picked it up in a while but uh I'm going to try and convince him too cuz he's got to get back to work on that shit. He wrote some good <laughs> shit back there. Yeah. Um Yeah, and then I wrote the one song near the end, but everything else was Caden. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's like really the songwriter of the band. He's he's got like So I I do some writing, especially lately I've been trying to write a lot more. Um I did like that weird uh uh, the vocal contest for our last crusade right I, I wrote some lyrics there i think that was probably some of the best lyrics i've ever written nice uh and nice. shout out to terrence for for all the dope shit he said about that that was fun <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. um so yeah like definitely trying to write more i've got a couple songs in the bank uh maybe cast songs maybe not we'll see how it goes totally um yeah that's cool, man. Dude, that video inspired me. The one to to do the killing the dream cover idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, dude, dude that you was can sick. just shoot a video with your fucking phone. I was like, why haven't I thought of that like so much earlier? Like, <laughs> yeah, I totally got inspired by that, dude. Dude, I did like so many takes for that shit too. Like, really? Because I, I I like really waited till the last second to do all my shit for that. Right. I like I I spent probably two weeks writing the lyrics. Just like whenever I had a second, I right. got inspiration. I'd toss some on, um, and then like. I think it was the last two days is when I did all of the recording, editing, uh, and like shot the video and shit like that. Wow. I tried a few different angles. I like set up the phone on, on like a tripod to try and get a good angle and it just right. looked silly. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I like, I don't know. I tried, I tried so many different things and then I just settled on using the selfie stick. Okay. Yeah. And even that, like I didn't get a perfect take, but I was, I was under pressure. So fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> Yeah, and Dude, then it worked, man. It worked. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I kind of wish I did more of the song. I fucking I think Terrence did the whole fucking song. Yeah, like how the fuck am I supposed to compete? With that I shit? thought yours was. I was so shocked. I was like really getting into it, then it just ends. I'm like, yeah. I, I couldn't even finish the sixty seconds. I had to toss that fucking Star Wars scroll shit at the end because I couldn't fucking right. think of anything. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm like kind of a I'm kind of a per- perfectionist, and I like shoot myself in the foot with that a lot. Cause like uh, I could I could put out tons of shit that's like pretty good, or I could really like stress on it and never put it out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's usually that second one. So <laughs> totally. Well, how long did it take you like before we shot your video? Uh, how long were you sitting on that cover for? So that one, I. Uh, that one I didn't really have any time constraints, so I really took my time with that one. I think I started like the the tracking and stuff in October of last year. Okay, yeah. And then oh, throughout like late October and early November, I did I, I was like playing around with some mixing and and like just tossing plugins on and shit. I'm not I don't know a lot about like engineering or like even audio in general, so like I'm kind of just playing around with shit until it doesn't sound like a fucking toilet bowl dude uh, it, it sounds so good <laughs> and like it sounds so good it yeah it, i mean it's not i'm i don't want to like put myself down or nothing like that but i i, I it needs some work 
but I'm trying to really like do everything myself. Right. Um, just to like, so I I got, I got like really into audio engineering and stuff after listening to a lot of John Bellion and watching a lot of his, uh, how to videos. And I, I like decided I really want to try and learn how to at least track and mix, uh, like all instruments. Nice. Uh, so that we can like save some money on our, on Cass's next project or whatever. Yeah. Like track shit ourselves and maybe even mix ourselves and then send off to mastering. Nice. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping like maybe, uh, I'm still practicing. That's what these, these covers and stuff I'm doing are, are mainly for. Right. So that silent planet covered, that's where I like really, that's the first time I did like a whole piece of music, like recording the vocals, doing all the mixing and stuff like that. I didn't do any kind of mastering cause I don't know how to do any of that shit. I kind of just like bounced the raw file and, uploaded it right um and yeah that one i like really took my time with the mixing so i took like i said the end of october early november to mix it and then i like sat on it for a month and then i went back to it and fucking hated every second of it so i like redid (laughs) i didn't like retrack or anything but i redid all the mixes and like fucked with the levels i got some feedback from from a couple guys i think i sent it to terrence and uh brett and yeah a few guys and uh got some notes um and that's like really the essence of how i'm teaching myself is just like trial and error ask ask like the people i know who know a little bit about this shit for feedback right and then go back and revise it and stuff like that um so i don't know if you heard about this one i recently did uh invent animate had a contest Ooh. for without a whisper one of the songs off their new record uh, it was like a remix contest, but they also were accepting covers. Okay. Um, so I did like a vocal cover for that one. And that one was a massive beast. There's so many fucking vocal parts in that song, dude. Yeah. Um, so that one, that one had a deadline too. Um, they gave me two weeks. Oh yeah. And you get it done? I, I got it done. Yeah. Nice. I, I, so I, I tracked everything. Uh, uh, shout out to Brett Hansen, Cass's drummer, uh, for helping me with tracking with that shit um that nice. dude's a magician with anything music related um, and he's such a good drummer too yeah Be fucking <laughs> one, one of the best i've ever seen uh he, he also just like knows everything ab- about like music and especially live music because right. his dad owns a production company and he's been doing that shit all his life so. he works at union hall uh yeah brett yeah. is i think he's the light tech at union hall oh, okay. uh okay. he also does sound sometimes but uh, yeah, his dad has H Factor Productions, which is like one of the biggest uh, production companies in okay. in Alberta. Shout out, uh, Bill, you're a legend. Uh, <laughs> nice. So yeah, like uh, Brett was raised doing music shit. Uh, like he's got the uh, band with his whole family, like his dad, his two sisters, and him. Um, and he's been playing drums since he was like two years old or something oh, wow. like that. So he's like, this explains a lot. Then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like really, he's probably the only reason Cass like got as far as it did because he was like he, he he had all the gear he had all the knowledge right um oh, yeah. so he like really help, eh? like we <laughs> we probably would have just been a shitty garage band for two years and fucking broke up if it wasn't for that guy <laughs> wow respect to brett <laughs> yeah yeah shout out uh sorry to suck your dick so hard on the podcast um <laughs> so where was i going oh yeah the without a whisper cover so like two weeks i did the tracking with Brett and then I agonized over the mixes for the entire two weeks. Like I literally submitted it the night before the deadline. Right. And that, even that was like, I just submitted it because I was like, if I fuck with it anymore, I'm just going to ruin it even further. Right. I I just, I I don't know anything about mixing, man. And like the more I was tweaking it, I was starting to get to a point where I was making it worse. And I just like, I didn't know what I was doing half the time. Right. So I just like stopped. I was like, fuck it. This is good enough. Um, and like so unified the the band's label they like contacted everybody and was like uh we're gonna pick 13 of the top uh mixes or whatever i didn't get in the top 13 uh so like they did it they announced the winners on a live stream i watched the live stream they didn't like tell anybody what who the top 13 were i'm sure i'm sure they told the top 13 but yeah i didn't know that so i'm like intently watching the whole fucking stream waiting for my mix to come on if it would i I didn't have high hopes i didn't even do this to win the contest it was kind of just to practice for fun yeah yeah Yeah. um but yeah i I noticed that every one of the mixes was a full remix like it was like edm remixes oh and they called their contact contest a remix contest 
So they were accepting covers, but I think they were looking for remixes. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, so I uh. think that's probably at, at least one of the reasons I didn't get get picked for it. But if you do want to check out that vocal cover, it's on my SoundCloud. Uh, you'll have to message me for the link because I have zero followers on SoundCloud. I just made it a couple days ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you throw a video with it though? No. So like oh, that okay. that was one of the one of the stipulations of the contest is that uh, you had to sign like terms and conditions so you can only submit on soundcloud or instagram right and you can't use it for anything but the contest okay so like they're letting everyone keep their mixes up on on soundcloud but uh but yeah you were not allowed to like post it on youtube or anything i was planning on doing like i was going to contact you to do another video like we did for the silent planet one yeah but then i got an email and it's like just a reminder you can't fucking do that shit Oh, okay yeah yeah, so so that that one if you want to hear it you'll have to go to uh soundcloud yeah. they the band made a playlist of all of the mixes and mine's in there so nice you, you, you can check out the like the playlist okay um too there's a ton of great mixes. maybe i'll maybe i'll put that in the youtube link of the yeah all yeah so then it can they can find yours in there and the other ones yeah too. yeah that'd be sick and yeah. uh i i, I just want another shout out uh i think his name is johnny cardulo or something like that. He he's he's a vocalist. I think he's out of yeah. Kelowna. Angel Maker. He's an Angel, Angel Maker, Maker Carcosa. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, he did a really cool orchestral remix of that song, and like that one should have won, in my opinion. I don't know how the fuck it didn't. That was insane. Oh, okay. It was like, huh. dude, it was like watching a fucking Avengers movie. Really, <laughs> it's so good. Like I, I, I don't, I don't understand how people can like take the original version of a song and like just completely reimagine the whole thing right it's just like incredible work johnny you're a, a magician oh that's wild do you think you'd ever dip your toes into doing that kind of stuff yeah so i i like i've been contemplating getting like a like a solo side project set up uh i want to do some more like explore different genres and shit i've been doing like heavy music for fucking years 15 years something like that <laughs> you're um, not but you started at a young age so yeah yeah true. yeah we were just babies when we started out but uh so yeah i've been doing like heavy music for as long as i can remember but uh i really want to like start expanding a little more i especially in the last like 10 years i started getting more into like uh, excuse me uh like soul pop and like it, like any kind of pop shit really interesting um, okay and uh yeah i just want to like branch out a little more do something that's a little out of character for me so i i have like written a couple like poppy like soul poppy songs cool man but nothing i've put out nothing i'll probably put out anytime soon but it's just something just fucking around with you know yeah make a couple beats and see where it goes that's sick dude yeah that's sick but like i i really want to make it a point to try and do as much as i can on my own um so like I I'm I'm a vocalist by trade obviously but uh like I'm I want to be more of a like all-around musician mm. going forward so like I'm playing I'm trying to learn guitar and shit and uh mostly production is one of the things I'm I'm pursuing. Right. I thought about going to school for it uh, a little while ago. I like put out a couple applications but it ended up being too expensive. Um so I've just been kind of practicing. Uh but yeah, I want to like do some pop shit and maybe incorporate some more like some other genres into Cass maybe a little okay. bit. Cool. No, no promises. Like I don't. Yeah. Maybe maybe I should stay in my fucking lane. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking you're talking about. It, I'm like, you know how to play guitar, right? Yeah, a little bit. Like I'm not amazing or nothing. Yeah, but. yeah. But you could like do something along the lines more of like instead of like hardcore metalcore, you could do like what you really like, like Dayseeker vibes and like. Yeah. Um, like North Lane and Invent Animate, like that kind of like metalcore. I could totally yeah. see you having like a little side project with that. Yeah. I know that's what you really like. So. so like, I'm not sure if I should be saying this. Sorry, boys. Uh, if if I am uh, <laughs> crossing the line here, I was actually uh, I was asked to join Sionis when they were looking for a new vocalist. Well, like not to join, but like to to audition anyway. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, I did turn it down just because like. At the time, I was really trying to, like, light a fire under Cass's ass and, like, really get back to work with them. And we have been, like, I've been writing more, and I think the boys have been writing a lot, too. We haven't really been rehearsing much because we don't have any shows or, right. or anything lined up. Um, but, yeah, like, trying to get into that. 
um i think i would have i would have fucking loved being in sionis they're like right up my alley when i first heard them i was like bro did silent planet come from edmonton <laughs> when the fuck did invent anime join the chat <laughs> but like dude i love that like progressive metalcore shit oh, like no. and the shit that i know fucking caleb loves writing no. so i think that would have been a sick fit but yeah i was just i was trying to i didn't want to like abandoned my boys and cast you know and like i pr- it probably would have been fine anyway i was probably just getting in my own head about it but, <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know i i do definitely want to try i i'd want to do some kind of other project i don't yeah. know whether it's another band or or like the pop shit or fuck it maybe i'll start rapping you know maybe be a soundcloud rapper caleb get this guy's a feature <laughs> on a song <laughs> yes okay? <let's>, dude <laughs> i will fucking feature on any siona song in a hot second there you go Bo is a fucking legend. Oh, I'm so really glad that he got that spot instead of me because that dude is a fucking madman. Yeah. Like, I, the fact that you can be in t- two bands and slap in both and, like, <laughs> yeah. like still have time to, like, do all that you do, man, you're a fucking legend. Like, I... <laughs> so, like, I, I think uh, I probably would have made them a little mad with how... <laughs> like flaky i am sometimes that, oh, okay, that, yeah. that was a problem in the early days of cast i would like miss practices and shit like that just because oh, okay. like yeah i don't know just my priorities weren't fucking straight and that's probably why we're still not <laughs> haven't gone anywhere after fucking 12 years but uh, well, i mean you guys have a super solid release like choose wisely is a really good product to, you could technically tour on that yeah, yeah, we thought about it, but we just like weren't in the right place financially when we released. Right. Um, my God, we got uh, we got some road rage happening. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. Jeez, what were we talking about? Hour hey, at the house is gonna get fucking violent, boys. Let's <laughs> no hardcore dancing in the living room. <laughs> they just don't want Jeez. us to have any they're fun. They, yeah, they're getting antsy. Okay, sorry, getting getting distracted by the outside world here. We're, <laughs> we're in internet land now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, just like trying to expand my horizons and challenge myself. Um, I kind of been like, I, I said to you earlier, I kind of been like hiding in a dark hole for the last 10 years and like doubting my abilities and, you know, like just kind of being a lazy piece of shit, mm-hmm. not doing anything. Uh, so like, I'm trying to really get back into doing stuff. Right. And, uh, I think, uh, you know like doing the the production stuff and the pop shit and like really branching out to outside of my comfort zone is really helping a hundred percent what what would you say is uh kind of a factor for you getting like maybe a fire lit under your ass like what's something that's like have you been inspired recently by somebody or something that's like yeah so like uh, uh i work from home now uh for the past i think year um and I think being isolated in the house like that has helped me like focus more on like the online world and like the digital presence that we're putting out and stuff like that. Right. Um, and I watch a lot of like, like music reaction channels and uh, listen to a lot of podcasts about musicians and just hearing like people in the industry talk about their experiences coming up in bands and like, uh, like the state of the scene in all these different places and I, I i'm always hearing all these people like oh i've been like locking myself in my bedroom and staying up till four o'clock in the morning just trying to get this riff right and like like the yeah. I, I just never had like that level of obsession about right. it yeah but like I've, I've wanted to be a musician for as long as i can remember things right like i i remember the first time i performed in front of a crowd was at a wedding when i was like six years old i sang complicated by avril lavigne really and like (laughs) i was like scared shitless the whole time but like like crazy then and even before that i've always wanted to be like a singer i didn't know i wanted to be a metal vocalist until (laughs) until much later but like i always wanted to do some kind of music shit um but like hearing hearing all of like the people that i look up to in music uh talk about like how hard they've hustled and uh like the sacrifices they've made and shit like that it just kind of made me feel like i'm i need to be doing more right you know yeah um and so like i just keep that in the back of my mind whenever i'm like uh, and like i'm still kind of fucking lazy like i definitely don't spend my time on the shit that i should um 
but <laughs> but you I don't find know. more you're you're more driven now than maybe yeah. years before yeah right? exactly because like now i have a reason to do it or or like you know like i have the motivation of like looking up to the people i look up to and yeah you know like their their hustle like garrett russell and how he fucking garrett russell's like one of my biggest inspirations as not only a vocalist but a person uh he's just like just the level of selfless selflessness yeah. and like passion that he has for what he does like he he would rather sleep in a fucking minivan every day for the rest of his life if it means he could be on the road mm-hmm. than to have any sort of like stable home or anything like that and that drive is like really what's inspired me i think yeah yeah interesting not to mention he's just the nicest fucking dude in the world it seems right? like <laughs> it seems like it yeah. yeah have you met him before uh yeah not like formally but okay um yeah i, I ran into him at a show once okay nice yeah. uh, i think you got the low battery oh yeah, on the phone there i don't know if it'll still record but. It, it will still keep going okay. yeah. yeah we're good we're good yeah, <laughs> apple's just, okay that way yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> thank you though yeah sometimes that'll happen and i'm like oh yeah dude i was so fucking pissed okay so like i at, at the day seeker show i promised my girlfriend that i would record n- when they played neon grave yeah because that's like that she that's like the one song that she always hears me listening to and she okay. fucking loves that shit so yeah i like got out my phone right at the end of the show and like i'm I, I held it up the they played it for their last song yeah i played it for or i held the camera for the whole last song making sure i got every fucking second of that performance <laughs> and then i went to check it afterwards it was a two second video of the dude's feet in front of me oh my i missed God. the whole fucking thing what yeah <laughs> That Fuck sucks, me, dude. <laughs> and like, I could have been throwing down that whole time, yeah. you know. <laughs> Fucking whack. God damn. <laughs> It'll happen. It'll happen. It's yeah. okay. You know what? You had a good time. That's all that matters. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's funny. Every time on this podcast, I swear, COVID is brought up at least once, and I want to bring it into a good sense of light because it's usually a negative. But I feel like. Okay, so with the COVID thing, you you mentioned about like previously with releasing the album, uh, like the scene wasn't really there at the time. I remember when we went on that Alberta tour together, that Edmonton show sucked. Like I really had to be like, okay, just live in the moment, enjoy shit, because I was really young at that time. Like, and it was like my like fourth or fifth show with with conviction. Like I was like still early, yeah, yeah, it was still early, and um, yeah, I I mean that was a rendezvous, wasn't it? No, it was at the Forge. Was it at the Forge? It was at the Forge. I think. I'm pretty sure it was at the Forge. Because it was like Forge, uh, and then the Alice Hotel, and then uh, the Zoo in Hinton. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think you're right. so right before oh, the Forge man. went through. R.I.P. the Forge. I know. Dude. I know. A great venue. And the pawn shop before it. And Is that what it was before? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I see. Yeah. I've never been to the pawn shop, so. Yeah, I, I don't. I think we played there one time, but uh, went to a ton of shows there. Uh, we played with someone big there once. I think it was Obey the Brave. I don't know. Okay, so no, I'm... that was at that was at the studio. That's still cool though. But dude, the fucking I don't know if you remember the forge, uh, the the load in. Yeah. In the back, that fucking staircase. Dude, of dude. course, dude. <laughs> One I do not miss is the load in on the at the forge. Like every other venue's been pretty good yeah. for the most part. Like Buckingham can kind of suck too, but. The Forge was by far the worst. Yeah, well, the, just the load-in, dude. Like, yeah. bringing a fucking 8x10 base fridge up that fucking staircase. <laughs> the amount of times I almost died on that fucking staircase, dude. And, like, I, I saw a meme a, a while ago, too. It was, like, <laughs> it's all fun and games until you get a load-in up this staircase. And it it literally looked like a picture of the Forge staircase. Like, it, someone took a photo of the fucking Forge staircase. Yeah. That, that shit was fucking crazy. Fucking wild. But, like, on that note, dude, like, just... Just the fact that, like, I feel like COVID helped inspire so many people to get off their ass and, like, go out to more local shows. Go out and make music. Go yeah. out and do what you want because you never know when it can just be, like, isolation again, you know? Yeah. And we really needed that because I've seen – I feel like the scene has, like – like, when we were in our earlier days of that stuff, like, 2018 and even a little bit into 2019, like, there would be shows that would be like, this sucks. Like, you really – I know you should take every show with like a grain of salt, like I said, and you got to play just to play no matter who's there. And I still live by that aspect. Like I'm still going to go hard, but yeah. it, do- it does kind of suck seeing like when you're playing to like <laughs> nobody only like, bands. Yeah. <laughs> and now, now it feels like shows get really packed. And I know both our bands have come a long way from those shows anyways, but 
still like I'll, I'll go to a local show of a band that like I, like they to me they seem like they're still starting they have like either an album out or like an ep and they're just like kind of playing a local show and it's like especially the aviary it gets a good fucking packing sometimes yeah dude the scene's got some place. life back in it these days so like obviously i've fucking been around the edmonton scene for a while uh we, we like i think cass's first like official show was in october of 2010 oh shit um really yeah at uh, at the jekyll and hyde pub downtown which i think shut down probably a year later okay. probably yeah, I, well like it, it was a great venue it was, they had like a bar upstairs and the venue downstairs but nice anyway yeah that, that was our very first show uh it was actually sold out so that was sweet sick yeah first first show when we sold out the headliner so that was tight Nice. Um, but yeah, like in the early days we had like Ray's Fist Productions and, uh, you know, like Avenue Theater and the Studio Music Foundation, all these yep. dope fucking venues run by dope dudes. Uh, shout out Ryan Wallraven. He was our manager for a few years. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. And, uh, I, I think Sabian actually worked for Ray's Fist for a while too. Yes. He, he helped us with some booking and shit back in the early days. Nice. Shout out Sabian. You're there a fucking you go. Dean. Um, and then, yeah, like back in those days, the scene was insane. We had like big bands coming through all the time and like always a local, like two or three local bands opening up. Like we opened for fucking life ruiner and being as an ocean, Dope, obey dude. the brave, uh, fuck who else we played with Norma Jean, yeah. like all these insane bands. Well, with, with conviction before I was in the band on a side, quick side note, you, I'm pretty sure you guys opened up at that Chai Halud show. In, yeah, yeah, Rondi, yeah. We yeah. opened Shai Halud too. Yeah, dude, that was fucking. I bananas, wish I was there. Dude. Like, I wish I was at. Wasn't even uh, if I wasn't in the band, like, just to see that show. Wasn't uh, I want to say Stallard was on that show too. Interesting. Maybe, maybe I'm. I could be a lot of metalcore acts at that yeah. time. Like, yeah, yeah, bands definitely. Were still... Well, and like th- there was like, not only was there a ton of bands in the scene, but there was a ton of fans. You know, like pe- people would come out to shows just for the sake of coming out to shows. Right. Whereas like. I don't know. There's like a weird window. I think it was like two or three years before COVID until the end of COVID where it was just really dead. All the, all the like big venues that it always held the good shows shut down. Right. Um, fucking industry house was like one of the dopest venues I've ever played. It sounded incredible for how small the room was. Yeah. And like Ryan and Phil put so much work into setting that place up. It looked fucking mint condition. Yeah. And it, if I understand right, I think the city made it really difficult for them. Oh yeah. And uh, well, in an industrial it, then, area. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like okay. they, they like made them follow all these guidelines and like, uh, like building codes and shit that no one else had to follow. Yeah. Like, I remember Ryan telling me they were the only venue in Edmonton that was required to have a wheelchair-accessible bathroom. Like, oh, the, wow. the city told them they couldn't open unless their bathroom was wheelchair-accessible. Oh, yeah. But then they had to do it, right? right? So they, like, knocked out this, like, ledge that was in front of it and put this, like, barn door in front of it. They put so much money and work into that place, and then, right. like, COVID happened, and yeah. it just fucking went under. And That was a great venue, and, like, I think... We we played there like three or four times, I yeah. think, and then it just COVID happened and shows weren't a thing. Totally. I think actually one of the one of the last shows we played there was during COVID. Yeah, and like right before, I think like a week before they started saying like no gatherings and yeah. shit like that. And so sad. Actually, I think that show was with Hollow Matter. Yeah, who I believe I learned in Terrence's episode yeah. on, on this podcast. Uh, some of the boys in Repulse Surprise are from then. Yeah. I think uh, Jordan and Brett are both I believe were so. in that band. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I had no idea until Terrence mentioned that. And yeah. like, I don't know if you guys remember, but back in uh, back when we played that show, you guys blew me right the fuck away. <laughs> <laughs> and I was wondering for so long, whatever happened to Hollow Matter? Like, yeah. I, I was trying to like, I would I would tag them, and whenever people were looking for bands, I'd be like, Yo, hit up these guys because they're totally. fucking sick. That's sick, but. Yeah. See, I have the poster from that show. Never went to that show, but oh, really? me, Sabian, and Keelan came out to your guys playing there with. Uh, it was like a it was a gent band. Yeah. Uh, from Soul Calgary. Runner? No, it wasn't Soul Runner. Luminosity. No, no. Uh, fuck. I have one of the dudes on Facebook too. I, forgive me. I can't remember your band name, but like it was a Calgary band that came up, and they you guys played that show. They open. They might have played either before or after you. 
and then the headliner like i can't remember who the headliner was it might have even been you guys but it was one of the last shows because it was in february yeah before covid went Mm -hmm. and tore everything down and that that was the sad thing that happened from covid for the scene was losing the industry house because that one i feel like would have especially right now would have thrived yeah dude right now that would like they'd have shows every fucking weekend and my favorite thing about it was that that was an all-ages venue yes the all-ages scene in edmonton is has just like disappeared it feels like a little bit well aviary hosts all-ages shows oh no i went to a hardcore show there not too long ago and dude there's like a lot of kids i think i did see i think i did see an all-ages show there recently I don't think I, like I didn't go to it, but I saw yeah, the you post. see that, but yeah, the poster, yeah. yeah, yeah, that Capital Hardcore shows they put on shows there that is like typically all ages. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. That um, that's good, dude. Because like like when we were starting out, we were only like thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, and like there's so many like good musicians in that age range. That's when you're like really dedicated to like yeah. becoming who you are, right? That's where we all decided that we wanted to be in a band and like where we honed our skills and shit and like went from sounding like fucking broken side to, <laughs> to maybe sounding a little bit more like fucking better broken side there you go yeah 100 yeah i don't know man just like people like uh like terrence and sabian and fucking adrian uh all those dudes like really breathing life back into the scene these days is i think it's stronger than it's ever been uh, we've got some dope back, some dope venues back up. Yeah. Uh, we've lost a couple recently too, unfortunately. Of course. Um, yeah, you know, we got it. We got to keep it going because we Edmonton used to really be on the map for this shit, and it died down for a while there. We got to bring it back. Yeah, we do. Yeah. On that lovely note, dude. Uh, twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. Do you have any goals for this year? Yeah. So like, I was really trying to get us on like some festivals and shit. Uh, I sent in some. Like, I think I applied, we applied for, uh, alt waves and loud as hell and, okay. uh, Armstrong out in BC and shit like that. Didn't get on any of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, I think we're just like kind of bad at marketing. So like, I'm trying to also, uh, improve that a little bit. Jeff, if you're watching, I know <laughs> these guys fucking rule. Like, get them on loud as hell one year, you up, will dude. not be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> we we may be, uh, we may not have like the the biggest following anymore, but uh, you know, we we and and we're busy is is a, is a big thing. Like, uh, but people are drawn to you, man. I'm not, like, I'm not even just trying to say that like to blow smoke up your ass. Like, when I go to your shows, like people aren't like get into it. Like, they'll see obviously people rocking out, and they're like, okay, yeah, so this band's got its crowd, but like. I don't know what it is, man. Like you guys have always had this sense of like with the energy, it helps, but like just a way to like your little talks in between your songs too. You used to do a lot more of it when, you know, back in the day, but you still yeah. do it now. But like, dude, that's shit. Like, oh, like we're talking about lighting fires up people's asses. I was yeah. like, I feel so fucking inspired right now. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. I kind of ripped off that vibe a little bit from like obey the brave and dude, is an ocean. It works shit, though, but... dude, it works. You made it into your own kind of thing. And like, respect dude because like i fucking love seeing you guys perform every time i see it counted among saints show i'm trying my best to be there you know yeah there's so many great bands in the scene right now but yeah you guys definitely you definitely bring the energy and it's uh yeah it draws people in so thanks man yeah, yeah i think like a, a big thing that we always keep in mind is like play play every show like it's your fucking last one because totally. like you never know right and uh like e- even even if you're fucking, this goes out to all of you bands just starting out and like getting discouraged and shit like that. Like, we've been around for fucking twelve years because we like know to put our all into it. You know, like th- this isn't just a fucking hobby for us. Like, this is what we want to do with our lives. And yeah. you got to play every single fucking show like it's your last show. Give it everything you have because like even if you're playing to the bartender and the opening band like the bartender could know somebody yeah or like one of the other band members like could be having a fucking rough time and like your your set might help change something for them right totally and like even if like if one drunk dude at three o'clock in the morning fucking goes and jams our album afterwards, like that's an extra stream. It's a win. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, just got to play more shows. Yeah. Just get to work, you know? Totally. 
Uh, also, we don't have anything lined up, so if you guys <laughs> are looking for a band to put on a show, yeah, give me a message. <laughs> uh, we out. we have had to turn down a few lately just because you know, like it, Brett's really busy all the time. Uh, like sometimes it just doesn't line up all the time. Like Brett works out of town a lot, um, so that's like kind of a Way to go, Cole. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> uh, so that's that's been a little bit of a speed bump. Uh, yeah. But yeah, hit us up and well, if we can play it, we'll play it. Hell yeah. We, the the only time we ever turn down a show is if we actually cannot play it. We yeah. will play anything. Anything you have, we'll play a fucking. We played a coffee shop in Kelowna to like three seventy year old women. Yeah. <laughs> and we got yeah. paid in sandwiches. Oh nice. So, <laughs> <laughs> anything dude we just want to play we just want to play yeah that's fair dude that's fair yeah so like uh 2023 like I, we we'd like to we're writing right now um we've been writing for a while we i'd like to get us working on our next like release yeah um kind of just you know like shopping around for studios and engineers and stuff like that right. um and i know there's a lot of dope uh talent here in edmonton um we did our debut ep our self-titled ep at uh resonate studios shout out to uh donna beats donna beats that nice. dude is a hell of an engineer uh if you want to listen to that fucking hot pile of garbage ep it is on youtube uh counted among saints so good. ep <laughs> dude, i love it dude i'll still go back and like jam a like us oh yeah yeah God. we got a we got a <laughs> shitty little gopro music video for for one of our tracks too we did yeah. a little house show back in the day that was fun as fuck uh terrence actually played at that house show with uh right in paradise nice yeah. dude and nice. uh and then the the shaw boys the shaw twins uh they were in elements at the time they also okay. they also played that show that was a sick fucking show nice dude, dude yeah. yeah like dude again for somebody like when i was still getting like into the scene around like 2015 2016 those videos inspired me bro like, oh no way i remember watching that one and being like this is so cool you know like and then if we really want to date it back to like i don't know if you ever got into this band but they they kind of like you know they were recognized for a little bit there submerge the sky yes emo boys okay so fucking believe it or not the first that band actually i think oh no i'm thinking of someone else shit (laughs) sorry guys i'm thinking of lucid skies Uh, and uh i I don't know if you know j reds uh yeah yeah he's like a local rapper i think he actually lives in bc now but uh he he used to be in lucid skies and no way he was called jay reds because he had dreads and he like wore them in like the peacock fan shit and i went to my very first show at avenue theater when i was like 13 years old or something like that i watched fucking lucid skies play and i saw jay reds with his fucking crazy hair and like ah, i was dude. throwing down i went got my first mosh pit at that show nice that that fucking yeah that that was good shit that's what got me into wanting to be in a band i think Fuck yeah, uh, but anyway, Submerge the Sky, yeah, yeah. They, they slapped. I think they did a song with Franz from Attila back in the oh, day. Okay, yeah. And that shit was like, you can do that? <laughs> you can like, you can call any vocalist and just like put them on your song? Yeah. I don't know how much you guys paid for that shit, but holy fuck. Yeah. That was nuts. <laughs> worth it. Yeah, <laughs> worth it. So Hell yeah, I'm going to try and maybe, maybe get a feature on the next casting. We'll see. Oh, totally. We'll see. We'll see if uh, we'll see if it needs it. I, I don't want to do it. Like, I don't want to force it, obviously. Yeah. If it fits, um, it fits. If not, you know, yeah, you guys can do it yourself, man. Yeah. You're a killer vocalist. And to be honest, if I'm going to do a feature, I think I want to do it with, like, someone I know. Okay, you know, yeah. Like, maybe Sabian. That'd cause, be cool. Because I did the feature on your guys' yes. shit. And maybe Terrence. Yeah. Because me and him. Keep it a little local, you know? Yeah, yeah. Keep it local. Or maybe, even if not local, there is one vocalist out in Ontario that I would love to collaborate with. Okay. His, his name is actually Cole. Okay. with a k okay <laughs> so yeah. like spelled exactly the same as me we like met on i think uh like the silent planet fan group on facebook or something shit. he like saw my name in the comments he was like oh shit another cole and then like we looked into each other's accounts and we're like oh shit we're both vocalists of hardcore bands and we kind of sound similar and then we like started talking to each other and we're like kind of the same dude we're okay, like cool <laughs> yeah so we like we, we started vibing and like shout out uh single wound his his band from out in cool. i think they're from hamilton okay they yeah. slap go go give them a spin because holy shit nice um 
So yeah, I'd definitely love to do some work with him. Just I think it'd be cool to have two coals on a track. Nice. You know? <laughs> yeah, 100%, dude. Yeah. Fucking A. Well, dude, on that lovely note, we're getting pretty close on time there, I think. Oh, seriously? Yeah, oh, yeah, it's over an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to push that a little bit, but like I'm trying to have it, it where it's, it's like... It's an hour at the house. Yeah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we don't want to push it too far, but... Yeah. No, for right. sure. Uh, please, please drop your socials right now if you can remember on the top of your head. Yeah, uh, so I think everything is just counted among saints. Um, like one word, no caps. Uh, Instagram is like at counted among saints. Okay, yeah. Facebook just counted among saints. Um, go listen to choose wisely wherever you get your music. Uh, I'm sure some of you know this, but for those who don't 100% of the pro- proceeds from any streaming or any income from that album whatsoever goes directly to the Canadian mental health association. Nice. Um, and if you want to, obviously like spotify and apple music don't pay very much per stream if you want to make a bigger contribution uh you can go to our band camp and pay whatever you want for the record uh and then every penny of that goes directly to the charity as well nice um yeah like we really this this album wasn't for any kind of gains for us this was well it it, it kind of is like obviously like we want to get recognition and like we want people to hear our fucking music yeah, obviously course, but course. Uh, <laughs> but yeah like we if we want to like you want to give back a little bit yeah yeah nice. and like you know give give where we can nice um, that's good man and like obviously <laughs> we're not like a cash cow or nothing for them <sighs> so if you like like i said if you want to make a little bit more of a contribution either get a record off of Bandcamp, pay whatever you want or just donate directly yeah because keep streaming yeah they, they've helped me out a lot uh they've helped out a lot of people i know um if you're dealing with any kind of depression or like suicidal thoughts, anything like that, they're, they're a really good resource. Yeah. Uh, they like help you find where you need to go and put you in contact with the right, like people that'll actually help you. Yeah. Um, people who care. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you're, if you're not there yet, like that's cool too. Um, if you don't want to like talk to some random fucking person on a phone call me cause I'm there too, you know, and I'll get down in that fucking hole with you. Yeah, respect. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not here to preach no bullshit. Like I, I get it. Shit sucks. Yeah. It's allowed to suck. Yeah. So just let's suck together, you know. <laughs> you heard it here. Well, thank you so much, Cole. Yeah, man. really do appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Fuck yeah. It's great to be here. An hour at the house. Cole. Kind of Saints. Oh, yeah. Love you.